0: Welcome to the School of Calisthenics podcast with your hosts, Tim and Jacko.
1: All right, guys, settle back and take in a little bit of relaxation as we dive into the podcast with myself and Jacko. And this week we're joined by a great guest, Lucy Spraggan, musician, singer, songwriter, X Factor finalist and um, all round bit of a legend to be honest and the conversation that we had with her was brilliant in terms of just lots of fun some real good takeaways from this because she's also a big fitness enthusiast as well
2: yeah it was, it was interesting hearing her story um not only we talk about obviously this is, we touch on the x-factor but also the exercise and uh, her journey from being um from, from not from being unhealthy and not exercising at all into running to starting it. And then how she's sort of transitioned into doing some more of the calisthenics and hearing how much literally how much happiness that that brings to her, uh, to her training and a daily life was, uh, was, yeah, I found it like massively uplifting um, you're going to get some tips from her as a beginner, like she started from not being able to do a single pull up to being able to do eight to 10 pull ups now in the course. And that took her only five months, which I think is is phenomenal. Now she's um, she's following our back lever program inside the virtual classroom to try and help her redefine another impossible or her next impossible, which just happens to be the very first impossible me and Tim also did that started our class journey, uh, the back lever. And uh, she's well on her way towards
1: that. If you want some more training programs, if you want to get involved in calisthenics, if you're a beginner, if you're looking to learn a specific movement, we've got all of that inside the virtual classroom, just like the programs that, that Lucy is using. And you can get seven days free with any of our memberships. So you can dive in there, have a hunt around, see if you like it, see if you can find what you're looking for in terms of the, the movements, and the training programs that you want, and then you can stay. Or you don't have to we like it if you stay though.
2: Exactly, and obviously you can uh, you can go and check that out at schoolcarsets. dot com. We'll see the links to the virtual classroom to check out those online memberships, but um, you can do that from clicking through on the show notes. Equally, you can do that later because right now we're going to sit back, relax, and enjoy Lucy Spraggan on the School of Car Science podcast.
1: Roll the jingle.
2: So, Lucy Spraggan, welcome to the School of podcast.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
2: No problem at all. We're going to get... You've, you've started a little bit of your calisthenics journey and you've been using the, the back lever programme. We'll get stuck into all of that. But for, for the one person... Uh, potentially that's listening that doesn't know who Lucy Spraggan is, obviously, well, what are they doing? But anyway, if they don't, just give us a little bit of uh, uh, a quick whistle-stop tour of uh, yeah, who Lucy Spraggan is.
0: I'm a singer-songwriter, and I started playing when I was about 12, but um, I went on The X Factor when I was 20, and I, I do sort of observational music. I've had five top 40 albums, and my sixth one is out in October.
1: Fantastic. Nice. So were you were you quite musical from a young age? So you started at twelve. Were you were you always into music, and then you started taking it seriously at, at age twelve, or was it? Did you really sort of like kick on at, at that stage in
0: your life? I I started writing songs when I was like ten, and they were horrible because ten year olds write horrible songs <laughs> in general. And then I did my first show when I was twelve. I played at a festival, um, and then I, it was always quite serious for me uh, throughout my whole life. But I always just had other other jobs that were like pushing the music along because it's actually quite expensive if you're a musician and you're not getting paid it's actually really expensive to travel across the country and do bits and pieces here and there so I was always doing something else this... Yeah, it's a tough gig,
1: isn't it, when Tigger sort of gets signed? We, we were actually away uh, with my wife in South Africa last Christmas and we went to see a friend uh, of her brother's um, who was doing a gig and just talking about the economics of that sort of stuff and by the time he carted in his speakers that he'd rented for the night and got to the venue and that sort of stuff, it was like, it made me realise that it's actually like if you're not paid to play and, and what he was earning from the venue for that night was probably just about covering his costs. It's a, prof- it's a tough gig, right?
0: That's, that's like... The story of most musicians to be honest that's why i feel so honored to be in the situation that i'm in because i get to tour the world i get to like profit from what i love but for most people like genuinely that is that's just how it is you just do music you do shows because you love it
1: yeah and you got signed off the back of x factor right so you you picked up a record deal after that are you still with the same company no I signed now, to Columbia
0: it? then and uh I wouldn't yeah no it was just not a very productive record deal the, the funny thing is the reason I went on the show was because I was speaking to two uh, major record companies when I was 19 one of which wanted me to change my name to Lucy Diamond and wear like a top hat and a princess dress and Doc Martens and they were like yeah that would be your USP and why didn't
2: why didn't I ever happen I was, was like so...
0: oh that sounds disgusting <laughs> And then the other one purely was like, we need you to lose weight. So mm. I was just at the time, I was just like, well, I don't think that really matters. So I went on the show with this. I was like, I'll change it because <laughs> I did my own songs. I was the first person who'd ever mm. done their own music. Um, and It wasn't one of
2: those 10 year old songs, was
0: it? No, no. <laughs> they don't see the light of day.
2: <laughs> i got a fun 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 music fact for the listeners from tim actually has and i've only heard him play it once i think a saxophone is that right
1: yeah i used to play saxophone uh fun fact and I also used said i had organ lessons when i was a kid as well. who lessons? plays the organ <laughs> i know that's what it was it wasn't a piano it was an organ you like one bit,
0: know, I, do you know what? i just really want to play the organ
2: i get I the feeling ever, mrs. mrs stevenson your mum wanted you to play the organ maybe
0: yeah
1: i don't honestly i'd <laughs> i would have to ask you about that as to why we went for organ lessons. But I can't, like, I'm useless on, like, a keyboard or anything. I wish I, I wish I could, and and my wife, is often like, why don't you get your saxophone out? we've got a golden retriever who's noise sensitive <laughs> so he doesn't like it but do you know what it's one of those things i definitely want to pick up again and i've got a three-year-old and he is like we listen to a lot of music and he is properly musical i am super excited to get him into um into whatever he feels like that route he wants to go down potentially because he dances and he like he tries to rap along to oh. hip-hop and he can sing like the first three tracks of a lincoln park album in the car <laughs> and he, like he's, he's cool <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> my advice for anybody that wants their kid to pick up music i guess it's the same for fitness actually just get instruments and leave them around and even yeah. better say don't play that don't touch that
2: <laughs> yeah then they'll definitely use it
0: and but the worst thing is is when is when you know you start grading p- i in my opinion you know if you take an interest in playing a piano oh I'm, well, I'm quite naturally good at this and then someone comes along and goes you're only good you're only as good as grade four or grade five and then you're a bit uh, oh that's like it's become a bit of a it
2: takes enjoyment out of it yeah,
0: exactly and I think because I can't read music or anything like that. I play a lot of instruments but I, I do it because I wanted to and all the mm. people I know that were sort of forced to learn instruments growing up they don't play anymore because it, it was driven out of them
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I read a book called Range by uh, David Epstein. He talks about that, about people often wanting their kids to be musical prodigies. And um, they often push them into like, what's the best musical instrument that that someone should pick up as a child, as a five-year-old or whatever. And they try and push them down the route of violin or something like that. And and the, the message was like, really successful musicians will often just play lots of different instruments and not specialize until they choose the instrument or the instrument almost chooses them rather than them choosing the instrument i think is how they described it which i thought was pretty cool but um there's one thing that i would like to do from a musical perspective and then we probably can talk about training but i really wish i could play something nice on the piano so that when i go to st pancras i yes. can also be one of those cool people who be that sits and, plays. and I'll, I'll tell you what the piece of music is i want to play avril 14 by apex twin you know a piano piece of music but i've got i can't play a piano so but one day i'm gonna buy a little when jack gets one <laughs> i'm gonna reckon i'm gonna set myself a goal of learning to play it so i can be one of those people at the train station if
0: you have one thing just one tune the piano is good for yeah that, one good one so you just learn one
1: yeah one good one
0: Spot on. that's
2: yeah that's a yeah. good chat actually because then people think
0: requests
2: people think you can play the piano but actually yeah you can just play one thing
1: I take requests as long as it's the song that I can play
2: yeah. thanks for your request yeah. uh, we're gonna side down i'm gonna play this um,
1: I've got this one now. this one's good
2: so let's shift gears a little bit i could talk i'm I've got absolutely not a single musical bone in my body. I'm awful, but um could talk x factor and music all day, but in terms of um in terms of training, interested to know a little bit about your um like what got you into what got you into training and and fitness in general and then how that um how that connection into calisthenics has happened and i think that there's potentially by the sounds of the way you're describing that like learning process that you went through with playing music for fun and enjoyment and that being part of that learning process there may there may be some uh similarities to that of learning some of the cool stuff in in calisthenics i know you're working on the back lever for example so just give us a little bit like how does that yeah where did all that start in terms of like training and fitness
0: well uh, when it comes down to training and fitness and running i've just never been the never ever in my life been the type of person to i always used to say i only ran towards ice cream vans and away from <laughs> medical emergencies and like all blue lights that was it until um actually a year ago this month, I gave up drinking, and I've always just been, my whole life, just always been about drinking, since I was like 13, the, the, everything, going out, getting drunk, that's just, that was just me, that was my entire identity, and it got to the point where I was a bit like, this is just exhausting, and it's like, to a degree, kind of ruining my life a bit, so I just knocked it on the head, I went out one night, and got absolutely smashed, and woke up the next day, and I was just like, done, I'm out, and that was on the 28th of July last year. And so for like six months, I kind of just like went about without drinking. And like there was kind of this void. I started smoking. It was so weird. Like I was trying to fill all the this gap with loads of different yeah. things. And then I went to Vegas in January with my friends and, and they all went, we all went out and they all got wasted. We got back at like six in the morning, went to sleep, woke up. Time difference was like horrible. And, you know, when you get that just doom of like, oh, I need to get out. I need to go. And it just so happened to me that that morning my brain was like, you need to run. You need to just run. So I got up and I ran. I did like 2.4K, came back and I was like, I'm never doing that again. Ever in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly threw up.
1: Someone passed me a pint. <laughs> Horrible.
0: And then the next day I ran again and I ran again and I ran again. And now I try and run a half marathon at least every week or every couple of weeks. And wow. the the training thing, st- I started off with a pair of running shoes and then I got a skipping rope and then I've got a squat rack and then I've got my rings. And, and you just discover, it's- I always waited for that, that flick to switch to be like, oh this is why people exercise <laughs> yeah. welcome we've yeah. been waiting for you oh! <laughs> it and
2: sounds like a beautiful like organic process that then is now just obviously like evolved
0: it's, um, it's amazing it's, i went into decathlon yesterday to go and buy like a pair of socks and i left with like an entire decathlon bag full of things and it's just become my new like decathlon's like somebody walking into gucci <laughs> like, like, oh, you, you,
1: you've got a kettlebell and an inflatable kayak <laughs> and a pair of skis.)
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can't So what
1: happens now? Go on, I, sorry. Just, I
0: can't imagine not doing this now. Like even okay, though I've got cool. a broken rib at the moment, I've still like yesterday I hosted a British forces Forces Fit bloody thing that dame kelly holmes did the week before <laughs> this morning yes. i've been out into the park to already do my workout like i just love it
1: so talk to a little bit about so running's obviously half a half marathon a week is is good going um what else are you, you kind of you've got a squat rack and you've got into some calisthenics what does like a training week look like for you
0: so i have a i have a calf strain and a wrist strain and broken ribs at the moment i'm sure you know what it's like to be plagued with like x like injuries that you just like it kind of ruins everything for you momentarily but you know you (laughs) have to rest it so in a normal week it would be three or four runs and that's like three of those will be like five to seven or eight k and one of them will be a long distance run um i do i try and do weights training three times a week so that's olympic lifts um and i always start off with a bit of body weight exercises and then calisthenics, I just, I just like really love it. So that's, I don't, it's not really incorporated into a workout because as you like yeah. know, you just, you're there on the bar, on the ring and you're like, oh, this is really, whoa. Like I didn't know I could do this. I'm just gonna do this a hundred times. Yeah, and, it's, and it,
1: it's just like play,
0: yeah. I play
2: that that fun bit a bit like you were when that's why I was thinking that there was going to be those similarities to when you were a kid, just playing music and just figuring out different instruments, just because you enjoyed doing it. You didn't you didn't train to be good at, at music. It was just something you liked doing. It's the same thing same thing with calisthenics that sort of bug you get bitten by that bug and i think for the people that the listeners won't be able to see but your face just like lit up when you said calisthenics and started then describing it and it was uh, it gives us great it, it gives us a lot of happiness to see other people getting the same because we've experienced that ourselves as well and we you know one of the, one of our sort of missions i guess if you want to call it that is to like make calisthenics accessible to as many people as possible because there's so many benefits and ultimately like it makes you smile and it, and it makes you happy. Um,
0: I I also think that there's a, there's a discipline when you think about the word discipline, you think like that authoritarian, like, Oh, Oh, that's a bit of a scary word, a bit of a negative word. But actually i found with calisthenics is you learn discipline through that, those happy motions through Mm going, you know, too far forwards and falling forwards and thinking, oh yeah, no, now I know how to not do that. Yeah. eating it over and over again. And then when you nail it, you're like, oh but you've actually taught yourself a discipline. And I I think that with a lot of fitness things, the the element of fitness that you can learn without even feeling it is so beneficial.
2: Yeah. Yeah. With your definitely. with your um obviously it started with running where like where have you and with you i want to ask you a little bit about like being a you, you know being a beginner going from like running to starting to do some bodyweight stuff and then getting involved in some weights and some calisthenics like what that was what that was like trying to start off like were what were some of the stumbling blocks we got a lot of you know beginners will be listening to to the podcast interested to know from your perspective of what what bits of advice would you have for people that are looking to get started but also with just even with you running like did you just go out and did you seek information to try and help you understand the training or did you just like just exp- like how did you choose i'm gonna th- i'm gonna try and do this amount of running or was it just Choi, do you just was you are you just a free spirit like that or you know were you scouting were you scouting the internet to try and find out like you know how do i improve my running and what should i how many times should i run and and all that type of stuff
0: i think at first i was like i just just ran i just put um, my run on and just ran for and like my friend who's a trainer saw the shoes i was wearing and was like go to the shop now (laughs) (laughs) uh at Take first, the off. yeah it was like oh, what are those at first it was <laughs> kind of just running because of this thing this like innate i actually now sort of researching it but i think it was the alcohol was removed and you missed dopamine right. so your body searches for something that it can sort of yank dopamine out of so i think initially the running was from that um stumbling blocks with running and fitness in general the biggest one has to be nutrition because it, I lost, so I've lost like three and a half stone. Mm. So, um, and the majority of that is from when I stopped drinking. Uh, and I was eating like at one point that magic number, that all stupid Instagram diet things say I was eating 1200 calories a day and I was probably burning six, 700. Mm. And so I was exhausted. I wasn't sleeping. I felt hollow. I felt weak. And yeah. so many people focus so much on losing weight that they don't realize that actually what they're doing nutritionally is putting them further back in that hole. Yeah. And just making them just exhausted. So the one of the biggest was yeah nutrition. And with regards to learn um, like learning about running and stuff, that came a little bit later, as. I like hit the 5k mark three weeks after I started running I did my first 10k I was just like I'm just gonna go for it like what's the worst that can happen yeah I think it was an hour and seven or hour and six or something which is yeah. like you know whatever um and then you're like oh I'd like to get faster But like <laughs> yeah I'd like my hip to stop hurting so much. Yeah. So then you start to learn and then it's the same with everything else. Um, The Olympic weightlifting, I actually did a little, maybe three, four months worth of Olympic weightlifting, like for no reason, a few years ago. And that's, I just carried on from there.
1: You've actually got a really nicely balanced training program for for somebody who's sort of looking for general health, fitness, well being. You have got some good level of, of cardiovascular type training in there with your running. You've got some explosive strength based work with your uh, for the lower body, particularly with your with your Olympic lifting. Um, you've got your calisthenics in there, which is obviously the best out of those and also <laughs> the most fun. Um, but that's like for most people they're looking for some like some uh, an all round just a really solid approach to training. Like you you've ticked a load of boxes, and one of the things I get kind of like from a strength and conditioning coaching background, it, I think is important is having that kind of that twitchy sort of stuff, you know, like moving mm. quick and you get that from your Olympic lifting. That's one of the things it's really good to do. And it's also um, a skill based movement. you got to learn that movement pattern? Have you found in your calisthenics that skill acquisition phase? You, you touched on it briefly before about when you go a little bit too far, you always, you fall over and then your brain teaches you that that's not the right thing to do. Have you found that frustrating enjoyable like what's your mindset around because you you have to learn things like neurologically when you're learning music all the time Uh, is it a similar sort of process to that
0: what what I've found about calisthenics and that yes it's similar but the best thing about calisthenics is somebody else that knows about calisthenics so like you learn those bits uh, a move so the reason that I know about calisthenics is because I was doing some bits on the bar and some body weight stuff in the park and I saw this guy on some rings, and I was like, "What the hell is <laughs> going
2: on over there?" <laughs> I went
0: over and I was like, "Do you uh, do you teach people how to do that?" He's called Henry, and he was like, "Yeah, do you have a go if you like, while I wait for my next client." So I had to go on his rings, and I I have a pull up, like I have my um, pull up cage at mine, so I like do stuff on the bar anyways. And i had been learning to try and do skin the cat and back lever on a bar. Yeah. Mm. And so he just showed me, He's like, oh, you're doing an advanced tuck. And I was trying to do a tuck. He was like, you've gone too far. That's why you keep yeah. tipping forwards. So then I just did the tuck and was like, oh, what? And And he told me, and then I did an, another session with him about a week later. And he told me a few things that you just think, oh, that makes loads of sense.
2: Yeah.
0: So... It- Learning. it helps having some guidance oh 100 percent. they say what like oh just bring your belly button like that and you're like oh yeah. and so i'd say the strength because i've been i've been boxing on and off my whole life as well so like the upper body strength combined with the olympic fast movements and stuff yes it helps but the like ultimate thing is finding a guy like henry in the park or yeah. getting an online session and not breaking your rib.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah, pretty cool. We had, a, we had a conversation with somebody else quite recently on a podcast, um, another Lucy actually, but we were talking about what, what an inclusive community calisthenics is. And if you're in the park and you see somebody else doing it, it's just an unwritten rule that you can most of the time i think walk up and have a conversation or or if you're doing the same thing that's so many times people will just come and help you and there's obviously gonna be clicks and that's not always gonna be everybody's experience but nine times out of ten that's been been our experience of just people want to help and they want to they want to do it together and they want to share their knowledge and it's uh it's it's, i've found that to be quite a unique thing in the fitness industry where you you obviously get super people like like really into running or triathlon and you get them together in the same kind of thing but yeah I just think calisthenics is something which can bring strangers together quite quite quickly and quite easily
2: yeah and as you say when you benefit from when someone else can see what you're doing and just gives you some like uh, some things I know you just change that a little bit like and it can just make all the difference rather than you might know what you're trying to do but you just can't see yourself because you're doing a skin the can you spin around you're a bit disorientated or you're in a handstand or whatever it may be and just having that little bit of feedback can. obviously help a lot um i want to you i wanted to ask you a bit about um why the you you you, when we got in contact um you were you were going after that back lever and just it was interestingly like the back lever was the very first thing that me and tim ever did and that's what sort of got us addicted to calisthenics and it's far more achievable than people think that looks like crazy um and so i wanted to ask like why the back lever but first i have got to i have got to do a a little comparison what's your best 5k time I can't let you go without asking you that
0: 25 and a half I'm not very fast because I'm very short so my thing about running is that I I never really run with anyone else I was recording my record the other day actually we all went for like a community run
1: yeah
0: but I just run I prefer running really far and Uh, like rather than fast you know and people like oh how fast can you do and I'm like uh I don't know, but I can do like 13 miles in less than two hours.
1: Wow! Would you have you yeah. done an ultra? Would you would you ever consider That's doing something that?
0: That's what I'm training like for. So is I've it? got Brighton Marathon in April, and then I'm hoping to do a 50k um, after that.
1: Nice.
0: So I'm not fast, but I can, I could, I could just keep going. My yeah. resting heart rate is <laughs> 41 bpm now.
1: Nice, <laughs> nice. That's one thing about running where I, I probably miss out a little bit in that I like running fast, mm. so therefore don't like running that far. Um, but you know, if you if you're into distance running, there's such such cool events you can get signed up to, oh, like yeah. ultra distance sort of stuff, which is actually be an amazing thing to experience. But the idea of like the marathon Sabos, for example, of doing seven marathons in seven days across a desert is like my idea of hell. <laughs> yeah, you too. Um, Everyone really on seven hundred meters—that's well. so a long way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I, I'm I'm always quite envious when you go. I want to do a challenge, and it's always an endurance challenge. It's never yeah. like anything easy, like 100 meters.
0: Mm. <laughs> People say you should work on both speed work and and yeah. distance, but I just find myself. It's a mental thing. Like when I'm running long distance, I, I I don't really I think about everything and nothing at the same time.
1: Yeah. Do you do any creative work when you're running? I'm far, I'm I'd like to try and be creative in some small way but like if i go for a run often i'll come back with some of the best thoughts that i've had do you get that with your music
0: like i've got a song on the new record that's literally called run and i was running along it and i was thinking ah be really cool to do a a song that's to the bpm of running and it's like Mm. it's literally the song starts like i want to run to the end of the world just to see if it's possible like and There's another song, I listened to Bollywood, the Bollywood playlist on Spotify for skipping because it's just so high energy. Uh, and <laughs> I went in, I had a writing session that afternoon and I've got this song, the new song, it's called Animal and it's just like, I'm an animal. And it's, it's kind of Bollywood inspired. So yeah, like it's, it, it's it. amazing what yeah, that does.
1: Skip into Bollywood, Jack. No, That's me tonight. Good, in it's the good. Garden. good music. I haven't tried that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just, just touch us on us then for the the. Um why the back lever? Like, why did, oh, yeah. why sorry, did you start with that? I, I completely and... hijacked no, that, sorry, no, I, no, sorry, No, it's my fault. I was trying to have a bit of a cock-off about how fast I could do a 5 k. <laughs> I bet. Wait, <laughs> let, me,
0: let, me, let me give you a moment here. What's your no, best no, 5K? Come on, come on. Come on, Jacko. Tell us what your 5K we were, is. Because
2: we were talking, you were talking about how, how
1: far you can run.
0: No. So no it's not. Come on.
1: Come on. I don't want to talk about it, but it's 19.5. <laughs> <laughs> how fast is it?
0: Because I am always like, wow, how fast people can run.
2: Well, when I started breathing through my nose, I went from 20 minutes down to 1916.
0: Oh, that's yeah. really fast.
2: But then there's people, other people do it a lot faster. So it's all in I, You were sick after that, weren't you? Did,
0: did you were you
2: sick after that one? <laughs> I am sick after most of them.
0: <laughs> Why do you say when you start Jackie? breathing through your nose, were you just mouth breathing?
2: um yeah we, i need to i need to hook you up with um with uh, a book oxygen advantage about nasal breathing that's a whole different we've done a podcast with a guy that we're in it's a that's a different conversation different podcast but that will change your running life for sure unless you're okay. already a nasal breather
0: i have no idea
2: yeah and that's most if you don't know you're probably a mouth breather it be interesting it
1: make you slower to go faster Okay.
0: Yeah. that's how it you go backwards and saturation then go vibes is
2: it yes 100 percent.
0: okay yeah. My VO two max is looking pretty good, so yeah.
2: Well, no, maybe uh, you might you might be nasal then. Yeah, It'd be interesting.
0: Forty eight, I think it is. Anyway, my back lever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, guys! Chest, <laughs> no, I
0: could just like go on about body stats for like. So long. I'm obsessed.
1: <laughs> How many hours
2: sleep did you have last night?
0: <laughs> oh, In that's the area, only I thing think, that. that I'm useless at is sleeping. Um. So. Well, like, I got a pull-up, like, just a door frame pull-up bar because I, like, couldn't even do one. Um, well, how many pull-ups and can you do now? In succession, like, probably eight or ten. Nice. And then, like, if I came off the bar, relax, I'd go again and I can do yeah. sets of them.
2: And how long, would it, how long did it take you to go from not, I can't do a single pull-up to being able to do eight to ten?
0: Probably five months.
2: That's good going. That's a very good going. Good going that I is. got really quite good going. obsessed
0: yeah. with exercise for a while. There'll be a
2: lot of people listening to this going like, crikey, you know, like like five months I've been working on my pull-up for...
0: What I did is put the, put the pull-up bar in the, in the doorway and I just said, every time I walk through the doorway, try and do one. So every time I went in that room, I tried to do a pull-up and then when I could do one, I was like, right, then I do one and hang and try and get back up. Yeah. Um, And so I have seen people doing back levers, and just like you said, you're like, wow, that looks so cool. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of Googled, which is easier, front lever or back lever? And it said back lever. So I was like, there you go. And it said, learn skin the cat. So I had to go at that first, but what's pretty bad is that my um, bar is quite high and I tried doing a skin the cat just off the bat with not really much thought about it very very nearly lost all of my teeth in one (laughs) else
2: and then how have you found uh, where where are you at with it now how have you found you're following the back lever program in our virtual classroom um have you found using that and then and how um how far where where are you at to how close are you or how far away so as
0: i was explaining to you guys before we pressed record i've fractured my rib a couple of well nearly three weeks ago and it's on the mend but I'm really cautious about putting full body weight on it because it will just snap again and I can't be bothered with that so before that I'd got down to I think the end of module two I believe and yeah yeah. I well basically I can do a full back tuck held and then full into full front tuck held and back And rotate through those quite, quite, with quite a bit of fluidity. Um, If you
1: get that tuck nailed down, then you, I reckon, you kind of, you cracked it. It's just a matter of time then.
0: I, that's what really, really annoyed me about breaking my rib is that with all of this stuff, it's about progression and um, repetition and exercise, like exercising those muscle groups.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I I think the other thing, the other thing that's really good for for something like a back lever is, if you video yourself so you can get some feedback from yourself, you know, rather than like, you know, if, if someone's there with you, they can say, oh, get your ass down a bit lower mm-hmm. and, and lift your chest up a bit or whatever. But when you're training on your own to, to get that visual feedback from a video of, of seeing where your body is and getting that getting that trunk you know, parallel to the floor and looking at what is my hips doing? Am I pushing my bum back? Am I sucking that belly button in? Am I lifting the chest? Am I creating enough forward counterbalance from my upper torso to allow me to start to extend my legs out from the back rather than thinking you're in a position where you're flat, but actually what it is is you're still heads down and your ass is up in the air or whatever it may be. I think that's one of the biggest, when people come to workshops with us, One of the one of the biggest tools that we give them is like, that that like immediate feedback of like no no lift up there and it might be I literally like hold your shoulders a little bit and I pull your knees down physically get you into the shape to let you feel it mm-hmm. and then you go oh that's what you meant and it's like yeah that's the shape you're trying to get to okay I get that now and you know to be able to use a use videoing yourself to give yourself that feedback is one of the the biggest tips I would give to I would give to awesome. anybody yeah
0: that phenomenon is really funny where you think that you're flat <laughs>
2: yeah and you know nowhere here <laughs> you watch like- it back
0: like
2: that it's just it's actually as much as you say calisthenics can be so enjoyable and so exciting when you're doing it you're like yes and then you've videoed yourself and in your head you've got like that was sick and then
1: you look at the video back and you're like delete that
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was what i
1: I did that this morning i was trying to do a plan stuff this morning i thought i'd get a video i'm gonna get this on social. This is gonna look and it did it it felt pretty good i looked at it i was like I was basically just doing like a like it. was in a pipe push-up position. It was terrible. It was supposed to be flat. Yeah, yeah That's part of the going on.
0: Something with my wrists is. I've been wearing an Apple Watch, and mm. I think that that's what gave me the wrist strain. Uh, is working out with with this watch on, so I've had to swap that over. And I think actually have wrist strain. Check what's on your wrist because um, mm. I've really noticed that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It could be jabbing into the wrist position. Mm-hmm. Now, Lucy, I'm going to ask you a question as um, someone that I know, Tammy Davis, who we used to work a long time ago, maybe, I don't know how many, 10 years ago, but I trained her when she was doing a strength and conditioning coaching internship. And she's seen that you were using our, our um, Bat Leader program. And she sent me a message like, You've got Lucy Sprague promoting SOC. And I'm like, Yeah, that's no, it's kind of a big deal, I know. <laughs> um, but I told her that you're coming on a podcast. And I said to her, like, ask her, Have you got any questions that you want to ask? So she said that um, she wants to know about what exercise you do when you go on tour. Like, if you're not, Ooh, uh, like, as a question. tour, would probably normally in my mind as a non musician be associated to alcohol and having a good time <laughs> um, so do you what does, does what does training look like? Do you do a mixture of different things when you're when you're on tour? How does running fit in because I guess it's a busy schedule right
0: well normally i mean um, I did like a thirty nine day tour in over October and November, but i wasn't exercising um and so yes she's absolutely right it's associated with alcohol I wasn't drinking I'd already given up drinking in the July before that so like I was doing a bit of training actually but like I was just using hotel gyms and if you go in a hotel gym and you don't actually know what you're doing you'll walk in pick up a a dumbbell and like hold it and then just walk straight back out again because that lack of confidence (laughs) makes you feel like you don't know what you're doing in the gym but now the the vibe is that I'm on my tour bus I've decided that I'm going to just ask that no one brings booze on bus because that's just like what I want to have it like yeah. and at 10 o'clock every day when we when everybody's up and we're like getting off the bus I'm going to host a, like a, a 30 minute session Um, there's always a park somewhere with a tree or a bar where we can hang rings from and I'm we the plan is I've got a tour in November and the plan is if there's any fans about, they can come join and just like come to Nottingham. No, we did Rock City on the last the last uh, one, so yeah. we're not this time.
1: Where's the closest? Do you like do you, come come, do you like playing in Rock City?
0: I like Rock City actually. I think it's really cool. Yeah, effective. we go there
1: when we, when we can. It's pretty cool. I wanna come and do a training session. it that's what I was thinking. 100%. And then
2: comes the gig. Where's the closest to Nottingham you go?
0: Mm, well, we've done like a. There's only six dates. So we normally do like ten or fifteen. So we've only got like six dates on this COVID issues.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Where am I going? Not sure. There's a Midlands vibe.
2: We'll check.
0: Uh, we'll to we'll travel.
1: We can travel. Oh we can travel. Probably.
0: I'm doing two nights at the Ritz in in Manchester. It's two nights oh, on yeah. the track That's probably. work just around
1: the corner from there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I do I do some work for British to Paris and they're based on Oxford um, Road.
0: We normally um, play the actually, academy, but like, we trying yeah. to yeah see where we can fit people.
1: Yeah, we went to the gig the the Gorilla just across the road from there. I hold about 50 people. It was wicked.
0: I, I, I played there. <laughs> Matter of fact, that road there's like a progression you can do. It's like you play Gorilla and then you play yeah. the next one. I can't remember what the next one up is. And then you do the Ritz, and then you do the Academy. Like that road's just iconic.
1: <laughs> Sorry, local chap. Anyway, I do Manchester's got no idea what we're talking about now.
0: This conversation's gone over the place boring today. Boring podcast now. <laughs> it's got a bit of everything.
1: Talking about a night out in front of like in Manchester.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I reckon that's probably brought us probably to a, a natural conclusion for the podcast. Lucy, thanks so much for spending a bit of time with us. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and it's, I, I just always enjoy the conversations when we get to have people who are from outside of our world of health and fitness and calisthenics and somebody else who's like awesome at what they do, but then also kind of just enjoyment of a, of a common kind of thread that, that brings it all together. So thanks for, thanks for hanging out with us for the last 45 minutes. Thank
0: you very much. And let's keep our fingers crossed that Boris Johnson opens till the gyms. Sometime soon and uh we could potentially train together from a distance.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. That'll be wicked. Yes, it's been
2: great having you on to the podcast, Lucy, hearing about not just your uh your your, your training journey but everything that else is going on in the, the world of music and um and also about that back lever journey that you've been on. We hope to stay uh stay connected on that and we look forward to celebrating your graduation when you hold your first back lever. We'll be looking forward to that. But other than that, we've got nothing else to say this week apart from, until next time...
0: Class dismissed!
2: So thank you so much again for listening. We don't take it lightly that you uh, give up probably an hour of your time to listen to these podcasts, and we really do appreciate that.
1: We hope you got a lot of value out of it, guys. And we would, if you did, we would love you to do a couple of things for us. One of them is tell other people and share it if you thought that we were adding some value. And also, if you want to, pop over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and give us a five-star review. We like five stars. Four stars, not as good keep it five are the best five of your best stars please (laughs) and if you would like to find out more about the school of calisthenics and see the best of everything that we have got head over to our virtual classroom you can access it from the website at schoolofcalisthenics.com, and that is where we have got literally possibly the best calisthenics resource available anywhere in the world
2: definitely the best one we've
1: done and on that note
2: until next week class dismissed